Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope and your host Shane. And today we're going to introduce the O of our Hope series, which is Overcome. We really are excited about this series and hope you listen in. Yeah, well, Shane and I have been working really hard to, to bring you guys some awesome content. And I think the Overcome, we all have to overcome certain things in our lives. And I, I think we give some really cool, awesome tips. Shane gives a, a pretty cool analogy that, that kind of takes me back to my childhood. Um, so hopefully you just follow along with us and, and really get something amazing out of this episode. And thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate your guys' support and help. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to our podcast, Sprinkle with Hope. And again, today we're going to be talking about our Hope series, which is H-O-P-E. Today we're going to focus on O, which is overcome. Jason and I, again, are so excited that we're sharing this series with you. To us, overcome really is a mind thing, uh, overcoming our fears and those type of things. So many people often uh, underachieve because of their opinion of other of the opinion of others. So often we're thinking of the opinion of others is allowing us to underachieve because we we think maybe they're telling the truth, but but really that's to me that is limiting our beliefs in how much we can really achieve. So we've got to we've got to put that aside. I want to share a story with you about uh roger banner banister sorry so roger banister was the first person to ever break the four minute mile and before he had done this it had been something like 60 plus years that people were testing this to see if the human could actually do it so a lot of people didn't think it was possible they would get close and they thought well we're just not ever going to get there but roger banister did it the interesting thing to me when I was looking at this story was 46 days after he did it, the next person did it. And then three years after that, three runners in the exact same race broke the four minute mile. Since then, since uh, this happened all in 1954 when he broke it, since then about 1500 plus runners has, have broken the mile, the four minute mile. Now, why do I bring that up? Because you see how quickly after one person broke the four minute mile that the next one did, the next one did, and so on and so forth. To me, it was a reminder that the mind is our limiting factor. Once people saw Roger Bannister break the four minute mile, they realized, wait, I can do this. So we can also be inspired by other people to do things that we feel sometimes are not possible. So I wanted to start out with a quote um, that we shared when we introduced the Hope series, and it, it was this, Booker T. Washington, who's an Amer American educator, author, orator, and advisor to, to many different presidents of the U United States, he said, success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome. And, and I really think that, that that's true. 
And we've talked to a lot of people who have overcome some pretty crazy things in their life. And it really is that, that they look at their, the struggles and the trials and all of the things that they faced. They look at those as um, ways to kind of push them to the next level, right? Not, not allowing those to, to get in the way. And so I, I think that as we have obstacles come up in our life, that really is, is what helps us to have more hope, right? That we can see, oh, that difficult thing I got through, look, I did it. I overcame that thing. And so as we're talking about overcoming, that's, that's what I kind of want, want you to keep in mind. And so I, I've mentioned this before, but we are spiritual be- beings, right? Made up of energy. And so we're mostly energy. And when we allow people or other things to absorb our energy, we are losing our control. And so I think that as we give off the energy that we want them to, to, to have, that's really what it's all about is freely giving, right? So when we freely give of love and kindness and all of these things that we've brought up, Shane and I, over all of our episodes, that that is the essence of, of the human spirit, right? That's what we are, is we're giving of our energy to others. So I, I spent a lot of time uh, in 20, kind of 2019 and part of 2020 uh, offshore in the Gulf of Mexico. And I saw... A lot of sharks out there, which was crazy to me. I had never seen so many sharks in my <laughs> life. But one of the interesting things is this, is that I saw a lot of fish swimming around these sharks, and the sharks would never attack them. And I was always like, okay, that's really weird because the shark is the predator and the fish are the food, right? And so I thought, why aren't these sharks just attacking these fish and taking them out? And I think it comes down to, to fear. And when the fish show fear, then the sharks can sense that because they that's what they do. And they sense it and instantaneously go and attack that prey. I think the same would be true for us, right? If we were to jump in a shark tank or something like that, if we showed instant fear, they would sense that and, and immediately start to attack because they know, hey, I can take that thing out. Right. Um, I have one quote to share real quick before I turn it back over to Shane, but it's uh, W. Clement Stone said, thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. That's awesome. I'm really glad you brought up fear because I was going to talk about that for a minute um, because I think often our fear uh, prevents us from overcoming anything that we have in life. So when I was thinking about it, I, I could think of two ways that we can have fear. One is like you were saying, a shark, which is a response to a danger. And the other one is really our imagination. So think about this. Who has ever been lying on their bed and think and thought, there's a monster under my bed? <laughs> well, that's, and how many of you who've thought that a monster actually came out of under right. your bed. It's never happened <laughs> and it never will because that fear is our imagination and that's it. There is also a fear, a natural response to danger, which is let's go back to the analogy of the shark. So I'm swimming in the ocean and I see a shark fin. I'm likely going to instantly feel fear because that's my response to the danger and when I, 
when I have that fear, like you were just talking about, the shark is going to sense that and it's likely going to take a bite <laughs> Yeah, because he can sense the fear that I have. That is a natural response to danger. Um, but let me, let me focus more on the imagination because I think the mind is such a powerful thing that it, it creates this fear in our mind. Now, if, if someone um, has this fear that's imaginary, like the, the monster under our bed, that's not going to happen. It's just not. And it's not happening right now or it ever will be. What's something right now that, that you fear what, that you're listening to? What is something that you fear? What is something that you're anxious about? What is something that's stressing you or worrying you? I would almost bet that that is imaginary fear that you have in your mind said, I fear this, but it's not really to be feared because it's not a real, it's not a response to danger. Um, because I, when I was thinking about fear, there will be times in our life where we are, we're faced with this, this fear of danger, right? But that doesn't happen every day to us. It just doesn't. It might happen maybe once or twice. So the fear mostly is our imagination. Uh, so are you able to take care of whatever, whatever you were thinking about fearing? Are you able to take care of that without fear? I bet you are. Because I, I think it's in your mind. And I think you're so powerful, but you don't realize that that you can overcome the fear if you realized the potential that you really have. Yeah. So there, I love that, that story. And I love the, the monster under our, under our bed. Right. Cause that's, <laughs> that's, that's a kind of a cool visual, right? Yeah. Uh, but there are two primary reactions to fear. And I think Shane kind of brought those up, but there's biochemical and then there's the emotional response. And so the biochemical is the fight or flight, right? And we've, talked about that before but it's it's are we going to fight or are we going to run from it the emotional side is a little bit more complex um it's more personal to each one of us and so it really uh kind of tugs on our on our heartstrings right or, or our emotions that are inside of us and so think back to when you were a kid right and as a as a child and i think shane kind of brought up one example which is that there's this monster under your bed. I, I want you to also think about the first time you ever touched a hot stove, right? And I've done that, um, you know, but how did I learn that that was a bad thing, right? Like it, it, I was, I became afraid of it. I wasn't afraid of it at first. That's not something I was born with. I wasn't born with the fear to touch a hot stove. So fear is really a learned response. I, I think that it really is something that we are taught as we get older. Oh, don't run out into the street. You'll get hit by a car. Don't play on the freeway because that's a dangerous place to be, right? And, and so there's all these other things that, that we're presented with that cause us to fear. So I want to talk a little bit about kind of some ways that we can control that fear a little bit more. Uh, just some some techniques and things that I've 
been studying for for seems like for a while now um and these can control fear or anxiety stress things like that so control your breathing so i want to talk about breath work for a little bit breathing will control your parasympathetic nervous system and some of the stuff that i've learned about breathing is so so fascinating and so I, I want to talk a little bit about that. I'll go into a little bit more detail here in just a little bit, but I, I want to bring up breathing. Uh, the other one that you can do is called the five, four, three, two, one rule. Um, and a lot of uh, psychiatrists and things use this to deal with anxiety, but it's five things you can see right now, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one that you can taste. And so if, if you're, you know, sensing that fear, your heart rate's gone up, all of these things that are happening, you could do this five, four, three, two, one rule. And it'll, it will help bring you back to grounded. It'll help bring you back to center. And I really think that you say, Oh, well, what can you taste? You can actually create that in your own mind, right? You can think of I've given you guys the lemon example, right? Think of a nice, juicy lemon. That's one way that you can get the taste. You can actually start to feel that taste in your mouth um, without you actually using that. So that's kind of some some of the things that you can use. And I'll go into breathing here in, in just a minute, a little bit more in detail. Yeah, I think ultimately, in order to overcome anything, you have to take action. You have to take divisive action and you just have to do something you can't just sit there and think uh, let's take for example the the monster under your bed so i could be laying there thinking oh there's a monster in my bed and just keep laying there laying there and do nothing and chances are my mind is going to be continue to think there is a monster under my bed i know it all you have to do is get out of your bed look under your bed and there's no monster that's what we're saying is you don't have to believe what we're saying to overcome anything you have in life. You just have to take action to overcome whatever it is that you're being faced with. You have to trust your ability and your skills to handle whatever comes your way. Think about a time in the past when you have overcome adversity, and I'm sure we all have. Think about how uncomfortable it was, but think about how you how you conquered that think about the butterflies you might have had when you were faced with fear or the dangers or the threats that you were faced you have overcome all of them there's a quote and it's not known but i love this quote it says so far you've survived a hundred percent of your worst days did you yeah. hear what i just said so far you've survived 100 percent of your worst days. Think about all the things that you've overcome. There's so many things. I, we could go on and on listing all of the things that each one of you have overcome. You survived all of them. You have. You have so much power in you to overcome anything if you just take action. And sometimes the action is simply thinking about ways that you can overcome that that obstacle that you're being faced with, despite all your fear, prove to yourself that you can do anything possible 
to overcome anything. If you do, you're going to find that you don't have any limits except for what's in your mind. Uh, a few things that I thought about that we could, we could offer to overcome things is simply surrounding yourself with positive people, keeping that circle of five that, that typically you interact with those five people in your life. Allow them to be positive, uplift, uh, uplifting people and they're going to also help you through because they're going to influence you. They're going to influence your thoughts, sometimes even your actions. Allow that positive energy from them to flow through you and allow you to see that you can't overcome anything. I have one quote by Zig Ziglar, who is an author and a motivational speaker, and he says this, encouragement is the fuel on which hope runs. So when we're talking about the people that we're around, their encouragement is going to be our fuel to give us hope, to give us the ability to overcome anything we can in this life. That's awesome. I love that. And I, I totally agree that surrounding ourselves with those five people will absolutely help us to overcome those challenges because then we can help, you know, shoulder each other's burdens. Right. And, shoulder those things and so we don't have to go through it alone right and know that we have other people around us so i love that you brought that up harvard medical school did it has been doing a study for a long time on the effects of breathing and so i'm going to give you guys some really interesting facts here but about 500 years ago they they went and looked at these human skulls from around the globe and the interesting thing is that they found that that their um their teeth and everything were completely straight none of them were crooked and so they asked the question well that's weird why what that doesn't make any sense why all of a sudden these people 500 years ago had straight teeth that logically doesn't make sense wouldn't you think that some of them would so what they found was that back then 500 years ago everybody was breathing through their nose and very few people were breathing at all through their mouth unless they were talking or, or communicating or anything like that. They were breathing through their nose. And so one of the things I've learned is that breathing through your nose, your nose was created to uh, filter out diseases, viruses, other different things that cause you to be ill uh, there, it's also interesting that there um, is a chemical that is released when you breathe through your nose that actually kills it, the virus. So that's why, um, you know, that's why our nose was created. Um, again, it's not going to kill everything, but that's the whole idea is that you continue to breathe through your nose. Um, so really when they started to find these, that we had problems with our breathing and not able to overcome was think back. Uh, you know, when it, when we started wearing corsets, right, and things like that, were, that were constricting the the ability for our lungs to fill up with air, right? And now, what do we have now? We don't wear corsets anymore, right? But what do we have? Well, we have people that think I need a flat stomach, or I'm fat, and so I need to suck in my gut, and I need to hold it in all the all the day long, right? So they never fully take a deep breath into their lungs. So I want you to stop and think about that. Are you thinking about 
your physical appearance or outside things that are causing you not to, to bring a deep breath and help you overcome. So I want you to do something with me right now. And we're just going to do a little breathing exercise. It'll be really fast. Um, but it's called the box method. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it and then we'll kind of just do it together. And again, you can do this wherever you're at. You can do it while you're driving or whatever. In fact, you can even do it while you're exercising, running, whatever it be. But the box method is, um, is interesting because the Navy SEALs started doing this before any big crucial, um, you know, thing that they were going to attempt, right? They were going to go and take a hostage or whatever they were going to do, right? And so they do this box method. And what it is, is you breathe in four seconds, hold four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then hold for four seconds. That's the box method. So we're going to, we're going to do it together. I'll kind of talk you through it as we're doing it, but it's breathing in through the nose. Hold four seconds. Exhale four seconds. And hold for four seconds. So that's the box method. And, and really what it does is it helps to, it, the interesting thing, and I think we know that, that we, when we have air coming into our lungs, we're bringing oxygen in. And carbon dioxide is what makes us want to breathe out. But if you hold that, carbon dioxide goes into your uh, blood and it starts to do some amazing things in your body. And so I really think that as we're talking about overcoming, I think it's really important to kind of have some tools in your back pocket so that you can overcome some of those things. And breath work is one of them. I thought that was fascinating when we were talking about that and thinking about overcoming anything that we were discussing breathing and the method that you breathe in and out. And that is really a way that you can overcome things. It is by controlling your breathing. It really is like that. There's no questions because go back to what we were talking about. Um, the fear of our imagination or the fear of a response to danger. Breathing is, uh, is going to overcome the fear of our imagination. It's going to allow us to see I can, if I can, simply control my breathing, I can overcome things. So I don't, I don't, I think sometimes we complicate things too much as humans, that if we take a step back and we think about the simple things that we can do to overcome, which in this case could be controlling our breathing, then we can prove to ourselves that we can overcome anything in this world. That's that really, I truly believe that. And, and, um, well, people say, well, but eventually we're all going to die and we're going to, we're not going to overcome that. But up until that point, we don't have to give in our mind to that, whatever we are being faced with, that we can overcome anything in this world. If, if you do simple things like breathing. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really getting into breath work. I think it's awesome. And really, if you are in a, uh, you know, in a stressful or have some anxiety, just, just humor me and try it. What, what's it going to hurt to stop, take a deep breath through your nose, and then just 
hold it for a second and then exhale. Like it's not going to hurt you. It, you yeah. need it to survive. So you might as well just do it. And, and, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Thick Not Han, a Vietnamese monk, said, Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. Dwelling in the present moment, I know this is a wonderful moment. And so as we're talking about breathing, as we're talking about overcoming things, I think that that, that really is the essence of, of getting past some of these really difficult things. And, and I have a, a kind of a quote that I want to give you guys that I say sometimes, and that is, take a deep breath. You are okay. You're fine. There's nothing crazy going on. Just take a deep breath and allow your body to do what it does naturally. I think oftentimes we don't, we don't fully use the range of motion that our diaphragm or our diaphragm is uh, in our, our lungs here. We don't use it. So what's it going to hurt if we take some deep breaths throughout the day? If you're driving, um, you know, one of the things I've been doing for the last several months is while I'm driving, I'll just take some deep breaths in my nose. Hold it. Exhale. Like, it's fascinating what just some breathing and really getting that oxygen and keeping some of that carbon dioxide in your blood and letting it do its job. How amazing that is. So I just, I just want to close with, just take a deep breath. You're okay. You can overcome hard and difficult things. I know you can. And if you need my support, I'm 100% here for you. This is Sprinkled with Hope. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. If you like our podcast, please give us a review or rating.